Hi guys! In the last section of courses intended for React Basics, we are going to turn to the streams which are the following. Component props, component states and IAX request in React. During three previous courses, we have introduced the general concept of React.js, the difference between AngularJS and React.js, what is virtual DOM and how does it work. We have gone a little bit further and investigated what are React elements, components and instances, how to declare a button, how to create, update and destroy child elements whenever time is right, and we have gone a little bit further and investigated class-based components, handling user events and uh, exporting components. And here, guys, we do not forget to thank Devalando, which is covering all this learning process, makes it simple and easy to understand by providing quality and effectiveness. Let's turn to component state and see how it works. The most common way to inform React about data change is by calling a set state data callback. The method merges data into this state and re-renders the component. When the component finishes rendering, it automatically calls the optional callback. But most of the time, you don't have to provide the optional callback because React takes care of UI by, by keeping it up to date. What component should have state? Most of our components take data from props and render it. Sometimes you have to respond to the user input, a server request or the passage of time. For this one, you use state. Try to keep as many of your components as stateless as possible. By doing this, you isolate the place of the state to its logical place and uh, minimize redundancy. That's why it makes the use of application easier than ever. Understanding props in React. In this snippet, we are going to take a look at props in React, but at first, let's understand what is React. At first, React is a huge paradigm shift from how we normally build interfaces and it suggests always interesting concepts on the table. The most shocking thing is the bizarre preference of matching uh, your markup with your JavaScript in JS6 syntax. For React, props are the best way of passing data from parent to child. In essence, props are just the communication channel between components moving from top to bottom, that is to say, from parent to child. Using props in get initial state often leads to duplication of source of the truth, that is to say, where the real data is. This is only invoked because get initial state is invoked when the first component is created. Let's turn to IAX request in React. When you start asking about IAX in React, the first thing that the expert will tell you is that React is a view library and it has no networking or IAX requests. It is good to know, but it's not very helpful, especially when you want to get data from the server into your React components. And if you are left wondering which is right, which is wrong, which is preferable or not, we are advising you four ways in using IAX with React. First one is root component, second one is container component, third one is Redux async actions, and the fourth one is relay. IAX is a developer's dream because you can update the page without re reloading the page, request data from server after the page has been loaded, receive data from server after the page has been loaded, and send data to the server in the background. This much info intended for React courses. I hope you liked everything you have seen in this video. Don't forget to like us. And if you would consider new opportunities in Devalando, looking forward to your CVs at career at devalando.com. I'm pretty sure we will find something interesting for you. In the last section, we figured out how to handle user events, how to export components, and what are functional and class-based components. In this section, we're going to start talking about one of the most confusing topics in React, which is state. State is a plain JavaScript object that is used to record and react to user events. Each class-based component has its own state. Whenever component state is changed, component immediately gets re-rendered.
In other words, render method will be invoked every time when we update the state. And if we have nested components into that component which state has been changed, it forces all of its children to re-render as well. Before we start using state, we need to have it defined in our component constructor function. Let's go ahead and define it. So we type constructor props. We type here super props. And here we type this state object which has property of value which is an empty string value. Okay, this is how we define state in class-based components. Remember, functional components don't have state. It is available only for class-based components. Each JavaScript class has a special function called constructor. The constructor function is the first function called automatically whenever a new instance of the class is created. The constructor function is reserved to do some setup on class instantiating process and as we have extended our component by React Native Component class, we need to call parent constructor using super which points to parent class, otherwise we'll end up with an error. In other words, if you have an OOP background, super is just a reference to parent class, which is React component in our case. And finally, down here we define the state. It's just a simple JavaScript object with one property value. So if we want to change our or update state, we can use this .setState function. We will never manipulate with state using other ways because only the way to tell React to re-render the view is calling setState function. Let's go ahead and update the state when user types something into the input field. As we have our event handler here, we just need to call setState function and pass an object with a property value as argument. So we type here this dot set state event dot target dot value this will update the state every time when user types something into the input field to make sure let's print the state value near our input field we wrapped our input field in div and here in paragraph we write the state value is this dot state dot value the last thing we need to do here is to bind context to handler function to have this pointed to our component, not to input field. We type here bind this. If we save this, flip back to browser, refresh, we see every time when we type into the input field, state value gets updated. Remember, in order to access JavaScript variables in HTML elements, we need to wrap their name into the curly brackets. This is required by React. One more thing to remember is that we must always change state value using setState function, otherwise we will not re-render the view. For example, this one. In this case, we type this.stateValue13. value 13. 
Here, this one will not work. So now we know what is state and how to update it. We need some real data to manipulate with state. We're gonna get data by using HTTP request. For now, let's use some dummy endpoint which will give us fake post lists. To do HTTP requests, we need some library. There are many of them, but I prefer to use fetch. So let's install it as dependency to our project. We navigate here to github.com slash github slash fetch. We install it using npm. Fine, we have installed it. We copy the import statement and paste it at the top of our input.js file. This will make fetch method available in this file, so we are ready to do request. The last thing we need is an endpoint which will give us a list of dummy posts. I have found something which we can use. Let's modify our code by changing input field to button and invoke function which will fetch user list by making HTTP request on button click. We change an input to button as well as handler to on click. And finally in our handler function we write fetch and we pass dummy post URL to fetch function as argument. We should parse the response from JSON to JavaScript object. Then let's just log the result to console. If we save this and have a look at our browser, when I press fetch, it requests to server, fetches a list of posts for us. The last thing we need to do is to show this list on the browser. I would suggest to move the list to separate component called post list as well as rename our input component to post. But if you come with a question how we can pass this list to other components, here we can use something called props in React. So let's define postlist component first, then figure out how to pass data from parent component to child component, because postlist component is gonna be a child for post component. We type here import react from react. And here we type const postlist function which returns ul tags and finally export it as default one cool we have defined a post list component let's import it to our post component file import post list from post lists Finally, we added to render method of the post component by using JSX syntax. So we type here posts list.
Here we can see that post list component needs list of posts which is on state of our post component. Fortunately, React has covered this case. We pass the list just by defining property in JSX tag like this. We type posts this.state.posts. Here we forgot to update the state when we receive response from the server. So let's change callback function to arrow function to avoid context changing. And here we write this.setState posts. Also let's change the initial value of state in constructor function in order to be an empty array. The data we pass to postlist component is to refer as props in postlist component. Anytime when state is changed, postlist is gonna be updated as well because it is in render method. When we use functional components, this props object gets passed as argument so we can add it to our function. Okay, as we have post lists, let's create post item component, which is going to be a child for a post list component. Name is going to be post item JS. Again, import React from React. We type const post item function, which is going to return li tags with the value of post title. And finally, we export it as default object. Done. Now we can import post item component to post list component. Here we type import post item from post item. We can use map function to initialize our post list items and assign it to some variable. We type here const posts map props dot posts and we pass a callback function here which is going to return a new post item component. It will give us a list with post items and we can add this list to render method. We just type here posts. That's all. Save this. Flip back to our browser. Refresh. And with C post listed in our browser. Have fun guys! I hope you liked everything you have seen in this video. Don't forget to like us. And if you would consider new opportunities in Devalando, looking forward to your CVs at career at I'm pretty sure we will find something interesting for you.